You're the nicest person that I've ever met Even though we live so far apart Oh, I'm so glad we've kept in touch But now I'm out of touch Can you fill me in, dear friend? Oh, uh, hi, I'm Emmanuel And I'm Marin. And welcome to You Should Start a Podcast The podcast where every episode is a table read of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. (laughs) (laughs) Exterior, street, morning. The camera moves along a typical suburban street. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want to know a crazy thing that I just learned? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was originally called the Teeny Weenies, and I hate it. (laughs) That's disgusting. Uh, Get me right out of here. On the one hand, I hate that. But on the other hand, I wish they had gone through with it. <laughs> right? like, I don't want it any other way. It's 1989, and Rick Moranis is starring in The Teeny Weenies. The Teeny Weenies. <laughs> Thank God. Well, then when they say, uh, honey, I, what is it? I made the baby huge. It would have been the hugey woogies. <laughs> right? I hope no? not. I really... What is that movie actually called? Honey, I made... The... It was called Honey, honey I... I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, but then there was one where they made the baby massive. Oh, honey, I have no idea. Honey, I made the baby huge. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I, I googled, oh, it is, I blew up the kid. Okay, I thought that was like too violent for it to actually be called that, but it's called Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Wow. Which is... Ugh, some execs greenlit that. Some execs greenlit Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, too. Like, There's a few, like... There were a few sequels to this. There was Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, Honey, We Shrunk the Kids, and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Which sounds like, I mean, awful, right? <laughs> it does sound, but, yeah, that sounds very violent. Did they all star Rick Moranis? Did Rick Moranis stay for the entire... Oh, yeah, same guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bless. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marin, you yes. start school tomorrow. Yeah, I start my final year at art school tomorrow. Isn't that Congratulations. wild? I recently I'm so proud got of you. Oh, thank you. I recently got a notification on Facebook showing me like my most liked photo of 2015 and it was my photo ID. Like it was a photo of my photo wow. ID from starting at ACAD. Um wow. which is now called AU Arts. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace ACAD. <laughs> Never the same again. Never the same again, truly. Um, yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I'm, I have no idea how to feel about this year. The feeling that I do have about ACAD is that I was at the first year, uh, the first year orientation the other day because I had to go get my new ID. Um, and I looked across this sea of children and said, oh my God, these people are children. And I was a mm. child. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was bonkers. Jeez. God. When I was in my second year at McEwen, I remember I had to take a first year class because I was like somewhat part time Mm -hmm. and they only offer the class once a year. So when I missed it the first year, anyway, so I was in second year with some first years and they all seemed like I remember in my year, there were a lot of my year's students that were that had either like taken a few years off between high school and university or had like done a different program entirely first. So like a lot of us were already like, well, I was only 19. I don't think I was 20 yet. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you know, a lot of us were older or like in their twenties already, but that group of first years were like all fresh out of high school. So some of them were still 17. And for some reason I was like, they're not that much younger than me. Like they're only two years younger than me, but they seemed so immature. And I remember asking my instructor, one of them that I like got along with really well. I was like, is it just me or like, are these first years? I was like, were we like this in first year? He was like, no, (laughs) no, you weren't. He was like, there's, he was like, it goes in waves. Like there's every group is completely different. Hmm. He was like, your group was like pretty good. This group is pretty bad. (laughs) No offense to them, but like super immature. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that that was almost five years ago now? Next year, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to bum around for a bit and just be the lazy art student that everyone expects me to be. Hooray. Um, Because might as well just lean into the trope, right? Yep. Um, yeah. We've already come this far. We've come this <laughs> far. I didn't have a job this summer. Really just milked that, like, mm-hmm. art student cliche of not doing anything. Being a you burden on society. It, you know? Marin, <laughs> oh, and actually, that segues really well into my, into my, my topic. Okay. May I? Yes, absolutely. Please. So on Friday night, I was at this um, collective season launch. So a bunch of the Francophone arts organizations in Edmonton banded together and did their season launch as a whole instead of having four different season launches that, like, the community's like, I can't go to all of these. (laughs) Yes. So they did one, and it was actually great. It timed out perfectly. They did it in partnership with the Francophone CBC branch of Edmonton, and they did their season launch in the afternoon until 6 p.m. And then at 6.30, it was the arts organizations and they all... So it was like, it was a good, it was like a decent turnout and it was outside and it was nice. It was lovely. Nice. And uh, so I was talking with somebody there um, who used to be the general manager of the Francophone Dance Company uh, and she has since moved on to do like other projects and she mostly does, uh, she like runs her own, oh my God, was it called Dance Play or something? Mm. Uh, Where she like, it's, it's for kids specifically yeah. where she like uses dance to like get kids to be in touch with their bodies and like as play, like how yes. dance can be play instead of just whatever. Anyway, I'm not too sure how it works. Yeah. So yeah, I was talking to her yesterday. I haven't seen her in months. And so she was, she didn't know that I no longer worked for the Francophone theater company. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like finding out what my new job is and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we were both just like really happy with our like we were both just like happy with where we are nice and she was saying how she always ends her sessions with kids by saying like how often do you tell yourself that you're awesome mm. and like she was saying it doesn't matter how old these kids are none of them ever tell themselves I am awesome mm-hmm. and so she always ends the session by being like you say it out loud mm-hmm. I am awesome Aww. and she was like I've started saying that to myself every day and she was like it was really hard at first because yeah you never say it and it's it you feel guilty saying Absolutely. good things about yourself yeah but she was like but it's true like they're true like whether you know she was like I am awesome and it feels so good to say it now and it's like it's such a good feeling to like start my day by reminding myself that Mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah and like it's we've mistaken self-love for conceit yeah 
Absolutely. And there's there's absolutely a limit, right? Like, yeah. there is a point where it's like, okay, you're full of yourself. Yeah. But there's also, like, a healthy amount of, like, positive reinforcement and, like, telling yourself good things about yourself so that you aren't your own worst critic, right? Yeah. And, like, I was telling her the same thing. I was like, absolutely. Like, it took it took me so long to, to like, not necessarily um, self-confidence as far as, like, my personality or my skills goes. Because I've always been like, yeah, I'm, like, good at what I do, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, for me, it's always been a physical thing of, like, um, convincing myself that my, my body is mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. just the way that it is. Yes. And, um to be able to to say like I feel like I really look good. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing it's to say. It's so difficult. For so many people. Yeah. Word. But it's so freeing, but it's like the more the more parts of yourself that you learn to like and that you like can focus on as something that is like unique to you or that you feel really confident about, like the easier it becomes to overlook this the parts of you that only you notice but Mm -hmm. that you really hate yeah anyway it was just such a wholesome conversation and it was so it was so encouraging to be like yeah like we are awesome (laughs) like look at us living our lives and following our dreams and doing what we love and like yeah it was just it was a really nice conversation that sounds so positive and rejuvenating in a way, yeah, right? Yeah, it really was. Like, yeah, it was kind of empowering. Very empowering. Um, because the line, the aforementioned line is like, believing yourself to be better than others. And that mm. like, I'm awesome goes to a point where you're like, oh, I'm awesome and everyone else around me is an idiot or whatever. Yes, That's of course, yeah. kind of the line. And, yeah. But then when you, like, get to experience it with other people, when you get to be like, hey, I'm an awesome person, and the person goes, yeah, you are an awesome person, so am I. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. my sister and I do that all the time, like, that's, Aww. and, like, I think I have I that, that experience with you all the time as well, where it's just, yes. like. So true. <laughs> I don't know. It's always encouraging in such a way that it's not patronizing, right? It's not no, like, yeah. oh, I need to be telling you that you're good at what you do just because you're sad about it. It's like a, Hey, yeah, you're no. genuinely good at what you do. Like, let's do this. And it's unprompted. Yeah. It's unprompted. It's like, I, every once in a while will like see something you've drawn and just like text you and be like, <laughs> um, hello, <laughs> what the hell? You are the coolest yeah. person I know. And like, anytime I see a picture of you, this is just, this podcast is going to turn into <laughs> us just like complimenting, complimenting each, other. each other. How wholesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, whenever I see a picture of you, I do. I try not to do it every single time I see a picture of you, but I do think to myself, "Oh my God, what a handsome person! Like, what oh, a beautiful, Marin. talented person that I have gotten to like meet and like experience life with." Dude, likewise. <laughs> and honestly, okay, can I just throw in another yes. little compliment here? <laughs> um, when we started this FaceTime, I was like, "God, Marin's haircut is so cool." <laughs> When will I ever have a haircut as cool as Marin's? And I know you literally just got out of bed, but yeah, I didn't oh my do God. anything to it. Oh, you've done this your before. You say this every looks time. So yeah, good. I freaking love your hair. Thank you. Yeah, everyone needs to know how cool I think Marin is. <laughs> everyone needs to know how amazing I think Emmanuel is. That's why we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you should start a podcast. The podcast where we are just best friends. <laughs> We're just best friends. And you have to deal with that. Wow. 
I can't even, I guess I can kind of segue pretty smoothly from this topic into the next. Um, because I went to a concert with my sister and my sister is one of the people who I have like the most fun with at all times. Mm. Um, and we went to see Carly Rae Jepsen and it I was love that. great. And I'm I was so, so excited. Happy. It was amazing. Um, I can't say that Carly Rae Jepsen is my favorite band of all time. Um, she's definitely in the top 10. I do, however, love broadcasting that she's my favorite band of all time because the reactions that I get are so, like, in such stark contrast to each other. Like, there's a very (laughs) obvious line between the people who (laughs) agree with me and the people who don't agree with me because the people who agree with me are, like, so stoked on Carly Rae Jepsen. They're like, hell yeah, she's great. She's amazing. Pop queen. Um, And then the people who I don't hang out with, these are the people that I don't want to associate myself with, kind of do this, oh, huh, Mm mm-hmm, kind of reaction, like the little wrinkle your nose, you, uh, you uncultured swine, like, why would you (laughs) ever like pop music? Um, And spoiler alert, like, most of the music we like is pop music anyway, just like, (laughs) chill. (laughs) Just so you know, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to break it to you, but like, everyone's using the same structure at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things happened at Carly Rae Jepsen that I really loved and it's this is kind of just like a list this is going to be a listicle um, so one of the first things that my sister said to me when she got back from Vancouver she'd been living there for about don't quote me on this for about six years I think she'd gone there for school um, and when she came back and after living in the city for a little while she was like Marin where are the queer people <laughs> where are all the queer people in Calgary and it's so real like it's the the spaces that we have for queer people are so few and far between in Calgary yeah and uh the art scene is where most of them would be found but the art scene is also very small also yeah yeah also very little um so we go to Carly Rae Jepsen and literally as soon as we walk in the door and get in line oh we found them oh we found them Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. They're going to Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen, thank God. I don't know how she became such a... Like, she is so prevalent in the queer community for some odd reason. Um, Just as, like, an ally. And her music is, like, uh, just so gay. Yeah. And I mean that in the best (laughs) possible way. It's just continuously uplifting. Like, I don't think... Yes. She's got a couple, like, slower songs, but for the most part, they're all really posy just very positive vibes yeah yeah and they're i can't compare her to lady gaga because that's not what i'm trying like their music is vastly very different different, but i mean it in this in the way that like lady gaga for the queer community has a very like artistic expression and like sure weird vibe yeah and carly ray jepsen for the queer community has posy vibes only yes in the same sort of like they're both pop yeah but different 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 factions of it totally they answer different needs yeah that the queer community has in its music yeah for sure no that's absolutely correct i do wish that there were more queer pop artists that like could have that same effect in the communities like i think it would be cool totally um we were idolizing other queer people but the fact that a lot of these musicians are showing allyship in like a in such an outright way like none of them are hiding it yeah which is so important like it's 
it's actually also nice to get that, like, not in the... uh, I'm not looking for a man's validation. Yes. But, like, it's nice nice to hear it from somebody who isn't queer sometimes. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And not in a, like, rainbow, like, be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, But, like, in an actual, like, I will fight for you way. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, like, like represent you and try and, like, uplift you as a person. Yeah. Like, uplifting you, I think the distinction is that they uplift you just as a person rather than mm. as someone who is queer. It's like, oh, yes. you're queer, but you're also just, like, a human. <laughs> Everyone yeah. can dance. Yeah. All humans deserve to dance. Yes. Let's party. One of the things that I was really excited about this show was uh, all of the fashion that she's been sporting throughout this mm. tour has just been so iconic. I don't know how to describe it because it's kind of like borderline surrealist but not in the same way again like lady gaga not in the same way lady gaga does clothing but like this one of the my favorite outfits that she's worn so far is like uh she wears like i think a yellow sort of bodysuit and then over top of that she's wearing this like knee length red um tulle baby doll dress and it's just like so it just looks so good on her (laughs) And it looks so so good on stage and it looks so good with the lighting. And I'm like, you, like, all of this is planned. And I think that that's wonderful. Like, that's kind of what I love about pop. This time she was wearing um, this sort of black two-piece with, like, waist-high shorts and a matching tube top. Mm. Not a tube top, but, like, a matching crop top. And uh, elbow-length blue satin gloves (laughs) that she took. Hell yeah. She, like beautifully like elegantly took off uh, about a third through a third way through the show good and it was just iconic truly iconic i love that yeah i love like i hear one of the things that i hear people rag on pop for is like that sort of um manufactured sense Mm. of fun i guess but i don't i like it's just carly ray like picking out really cool outfits that she likes to wear on stage right yeah yeah (laughs) like I don't think I don't think that there's a pop musician alive anymore that's ah that's not true yeah but like no one's going on stage in something that they hate right like everyone's going on stage like loving themselves I hope so yeah I hope they have the wherewithal I mean because a lot of them probably have stylists but I hope that they pick a stylist that like picks clothes that they like wearing yes absolutely like yeah I would hate I would hate for an artist to feel like they can't wear something that they feel like empowered in mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. comfortable in. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm sure that exists out there. Yeah. But I doubt Carly Rae Jepsen is one of those people. Yeah, I don't think she is. She, she looks like she has way too much fun on her tours for that to be I the case. I love that. Um, so moving on with this listicle. Um, <laughs> one thing that happened that... <laughs> This is so irrelevant, but it struck such a chord with me. It was so strange. It was one of the strangest things. So one of the stagehands walks on stage like they're setting up for Carly Rae Jepsen. He walks on stage with a roll of orange gaff tape in his mouth. He's like holding it between his teeth as though he's like going to go do something. Problem is he has two free hands and a tool belt on. So he's just carrying it in his teeth. He looked like, he looked exactly like, um, <laughs> Job from, uh, Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> God. During his magic shows. Um. Yeah. 
good. That's just a side note. Um, so a couple things that happened actually during the show that were really amazing to me. Um, so her entire band, uh, so there was her and then there was four guys. They were all wearing black and they, none of them looked like they were supposed to be part of a pop band, you know? They yeah. all looked like they should have been in like an indie alternative. So plot twist, it was actually most of Tokyo Police Club playing for Carly Rae <laughs> Jepsen. Wouldn't that be JK. a gift? Oh, that's a... Oh, that would be the dream. Yeah, I would get behind that collaboration for sure. Um, but then every so often, um, in a couple of songs, she got them to do like little synchronized dances with her. So Good. there was like the guitarist, the bassist, the guitarist also had a synth, um, the keyboardist... Uh, slash saxophonist we'll get to that later and the (laughs) drummer obviously the drummer can't dance but the other three boys would like march in place or they would do side steps with her adorable oh it was so cute it was the cutest thing that i'd ever seen and like just so like so heartwarming to see (laughs) boys like absolutely jam to pop music so it was the same thing like looking around the crowd there were so many boys in the crowd just absolutely losing it to Carly Rae Jepsen. I love it. And it's just, it's such a gift. I'm like, oh yeah, like let's smash toxic masculinity using Carly Carly Rae Rae Jepsen. Jepsen. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's so wholesome. The saxophonist. Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen has a couple of shows, a couple of songs that include a saxophone. One surefire way to my heart is to use a live saxophone during performances. Mm, mm-hmm, like it mm-hmm. gets me every single time. I mean, you could do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it happened like during Fits in the Tantrums. They had a like a yes. baritone saxophone, which is what I used to play oh, in um, yeah. junior high. And I don't know what it is about the saxophone. Like it does just go very well with electronic music like something about that acoustic sound that comes from a woodwind instrument like that Mm, mm, being mm. mixed with synthesizers just sounds so good all the time i've never seen it used improperly did 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 you know um mother mother for the longest time their bass player before he moved on to other products rest in peace uh (laughs) played the um, bass clarinet in their oh songs. Oh my a god, lot. that's a gift. Yeah, yeah, it Ugh. sounds super good. Actually, in the Oh My Heart album, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of they use the, the bass clarinet a lot, and he would play it live. I remember when he whipped it out, I was like, Oh, what a gift! I don't know why does it get me. me so stoked. Like, I want to know why seeing a live instrument amongst all of these because I like electronic music a lot but as soon as you whip out any kind of like someone pulls out a trumpet i'm like holy shit this is gonna be the best concert in the world i think it has to do with okay because those instruments like are so like they're classic Mm -hmm. they're classical but they're also classic instruments like they've been around for so long yes and they have such distinct sounds that are so like familiar i guess and also, they contrast and complement electronic music mm-hmm. so well that it's like, it's still not that common that when it happens live, you're like, <laughs> But also, I guess, like, everybody has, because, like, so many people play in big bands in high school and in junior high and stuff. Totally. But it's like, it becomes super familiar mm-hmm. and, like, relatable because you're like, oh, I learned how to play the trumpet <laughs> when I was 12. 
hey, you know how to play the trumpet yeah. too. And it's just like this, I guess it just like, kinship. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just suddenly kinship. feel like closer to the music. Yes. And when I someone agree. can play those, because those are difficult instruments to play. I mean, yeah. I think they're difficult. Yes. So when someone plays it well, you're like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Dude's talented. This is great. Um, yeah. Same thing happens at like uh, another pop artist that I've been listening to a lot is Lizzo. And mm, Lizzo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, was a classical flautist for a really long time. And she wow. whips out her flute during concerts. Hell and I yeah. think it's the coolest thing in the world. I love that. I think that that's so cool. So like Carly Rae Jepsen, I think he used it for, I think three or four songs he pulled out the, uh, the saxophone. But yeah. very specifically, and everyone who has ever listened to Carly Rae Jepsen will know the what I'm talking about but there is a um a saxophone hook and it is Mm. maybe the most like the most effective pop hook in the world and Mm. it is so good and as soon as you hear it like you're just you know what you're in for you know how the song's gonna go you can sing the whole thing it's great and then he there was like a big saxophone solo in another song that he like got down off of his sort of like pedestal to, to like interact with Carly on stage good and I just love I love watching people play instruments and like be so passionate about it that is yeah. like what I do love about going to live shows is less mm-hmm. like oh like I get to be in the presence of these people more like oh I get to see how they play their instruments and I get to see yeah, yeah, how yeah. they interact on stage totally. um, and how they like kind of remix themselves uh, when playing live yeah I think that's totally. really cool there's one song where she like for a lot of her songs people will just sing the whole song with her um, or they will sing the chorus with her and she'll like prompt people to sing. She was like getting down on the stage and like holding the microphone out to people in the uh, front row and like having them sing bits of songs. Um, so she really likes it when the crowd sings along. I think that's something at pop that I also love about pop is that everyone just is going to know all the words and it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be this huge party where everyone's singing along and like having a great time during the song. Uh, when I needed you, like right at the end, she cut all of the music and just held mm-hmm. the microphone out to the entire crowd and everyone yeah. sang it back to her. And it's happened. Like I've seen videos of it happen at other shows as well, but it's just every single time I'm like, look at this community of people. Yes. And I think that that's, I don't know. It's just this again, kinship, like feeling that like, oh my gosh, this room full of hundreds of people all totally. love Carly Rae Jepsen as much as I do. Yeah, All love pop music and all love singing as much as I do, despite the fact that like maybe you're not so good at singing and like maybe you're just like a casual fan. Like All of us are just there to have a good time. Yeah. And I don't see why there's any issue with that. I really like, I'm really sick of debates, R.E., pop music, and like artistic integrity of music these days because I just think that like everyone's having fun everyone's having a great time everyone's having a party um very wonderful experience left it like with cotton in my ears but it was totally worth it got myself a vinyl because I'm one of those people yeah you really are (laughs) (laughs) had to add it to my collection as soon as like anyone that I like uh announces a tour I'm like so what's your merch gonna be like I know I was I was literally going to say every time I've gone to a concert with you, you're like, I just want to check the merch table to see if they have cool vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do. Hey, they did. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong there with that at all. There are things that I love. I mean, I like... Vinyl is one of them. Vinyls that are, yeah. It's great. I, you know, nothing wrong with that. No. You use them. Like, you 
yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm going to listen to them. It's not that I'm just going to let them sit there. I'm definitely yeah. going to listen to them for the rest of my life. I will be a so, 62-year-old woman still listening to Carly Rae Jepsen, and nobody can stop me. Like, Well, and here's the thing. When the internet dies uh, in <laughs> the climate catastrophe that is going to ruin planet Earth, and people have no longer access to their Spotify and their Apple Musics, uh, you will be the one who has Carly Rae Jepsen on, <laughs> on vinyl, vinyl and you can just plug your turntable into a generator and away you go. And then the party can continue through the yeah. apocalypse. <laughs> that, and that's all we need because Carly Rae Jepsen will be the one who brings us together when the economy and society collapse. <laughs> so. I could not agree more. <laughs> So really, you're doomsday prepping by collecting Collecting vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) (laughs) The moral of this story is that um, anyone who's collecting vinyl is actually saving culture. Yeah, there you go. Really, I'm doing the same thing as the Library of Congress, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, Marin, you're doing God's work by collecting Uh, vinyl. Thank you. I need that validation. (laughs) Do you have anything else to add on Carly Rae before we? Nope. I want to cut the feeling. Yeah, there yeah. it is. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. There's that video of that man dancing to it, and he pulls off all of the yes, wigs. Yes, yes, yes. And she's, like, oh. had him on stage with her for several Thank performances God. now. Um, Good. Hey, sorry to interrupt. This is Marin coming to you from a little while after we recorded this episode of the podcast. You might have noticed that we have a wonderful theme song now, and I need to take a moment to thank Louis Zong for letting us use his track Garbage as our intro and outro. You can find a link to his work in the episode description. And on that note, (laughs) thanks for listening to You Should Start a Podcast, the podcast where we only listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Uh, We'll see you next week, folks. See you next week. Bye. Staying in the recording. Good. <laughs>